Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So we're honored to have with us the new general manager of the Pirates, Ben Sherrington, is here. Thanks for joining. I appreciate it today, Ben. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Bob. All right, let's talk right about it. You uh, apparently had your choice of doing a lot of things. Uh, 17-year career with the Red Sox, three world championships. You had a lot to do with a, a fourth one over there. Uh, you had opportunities, from what I understand, with the Mets, Giants, other bigger markets, and you chose Pittsburgh. Tell us why. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it, as you know, anytime you're looking for an opportunity, it's got to check a lot of boxes. Certainly, the personal and family one is one of them, um, and then and then and then professionally. And so we, we, the way out, we, we walk through it. Uh, we saw Pittsburgh both as a place that uh, we could imagine ourselves living, and uh, uh, we're, my wife and I are both from the Northeast, so sort of close enough in geography in that sense, and that was appealing. Uh, but then, you know, the professional part, I've always, uh, the parts of my job I've always enjoyed the best uh, was working with people to find ways to get better at identifying players, acquiring players, developing players, ultimately deploying players on the field, um, you need great players to win, uh, but it's a team of people that, uh, you know, in collaborating and really good people collaborating on all those activities that gives us the best chance to, to create that at the major league level. Um, and I think that's the kind of activity that's particularly important in a place like Pittsburgh if you're going to win. So the, the opportunity to dive into that work uh, in a place like Pittsburgh where it was so important. And then lastly, uh, the Pirates mean a lot to the city of Pittsburgh, to uh, Pirates fans. Uh, I know what that feels like being in Boston, you know, working at a place where uh, the team really matters. I believe it really matters here. You want to you want to walk in every morning feeling like the work you're doing matters to to the community that you're in, um, and and that was that's obvious here in Pittsburgh. So I think it was a combination of those three things. And talking to Travis Williams and other people, uh, they mentioned the credibility factor with you, and that they had a lot of candidates. I would imagine a lot of people were interested in this job. They whittled it down. Uh, your credibility comes from working in an organization that had high expectations, and yet you had to still pound uh, not only free agency, but most importantly, the draft. And sure. uh, so I guess my question now would be, how do you balance knowing that you're not going to have necessarily the resources that you would have in Boston or any other big market, sure. uh, and yet you have to go out and develop and draft, which is the key to, I imagine, this whole situation? Yeah, well, I would say that credibility word, Last as long as you keep investing in it, you know. So as long as you, as long as we continue to find ways to get better and 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 get better at those processes I talked about, whether it's evaluation at the inter- international, amateur, professional level, uh, our process of acquiring players and then ultimately developing and deploying players, as long as we continue to get better in those areas, then we'll maintain credibility. Um, so the credibility thing can come and go unless you know you got to keep investing in that. Uh, so that's our that's our focus, but I think that's the exciting part of the job is to be able to really dive into those areas, become really great at them, so you can put together a winning team. And even in no matter what the payroll size, uh, if you look at teams that are having sustained success and winning games in October, uh, no matter what the payroll size, largely that is driven through a core of players who have been developed uh, within the system. You have to do that well, no matter where you are. Uh, there's certainly examples of teams that are 
doing that well at high pay, higher payroll levels. Certainly, example of teams are doing that well at lower payroll levels. So we just have to do it in a way that specifically makes sense to the Pirates. Um, the last thing I'd say about the you mentioned Travis, and I and I you know when you asked before what appealed uh, about the job, I do think like as I was going through the interview process, getting to know Travis Williams and Bob Nutting, I became really excited about going to work every day with those two people. Uh, because I feel like they're so committed to the team and to the city um, and are just good human beings. So uh, that was an important piece of the puzzle, too. This team is coming off 69 wins, as you know, Ben, uh, and they obviously want to do better than that, but you have to walk the line about looking long-term, your goals versus 2020. Sure. What do you say about the direction this franchise is heading under your watch now? I know it's early in the process, but where do you see the direction heading? And, and what about specifically 2020? What can fans expect from this, this team? Sure. Well, in terms of 2020, I think I am, I am personally excited. I hope our fans can be excited uh, about the players that are here. We may, conti- we may continue to add to the group that's here between now and, and the beginning of the season. Um, but I am particularly excited about the players that are already here in terms of the opportunity we have to help them continue to grow. This is a situation where there's a number of players, young players on the team, who have not we don't believe have quite reached their full potential yet. Um, so unlike unlike a situation where you you know there's change, um, but that group of players doesn't exist. Uh, in, pit, in with the Pirates, it does. You can look around the roster and see guys who are going to be part of that next winning team, be part of that next great team. And it's exciting to think about uh, how that group is going to grow towards that. Uh, now, with that, we've got to add to that. We've got to find ways to build more talent into the roster, find uh, more upside, um, you know, in terms of uh, guys who have a chance to get to another level of performance. Again, look at winning teams, uh, and the rosters are a mix of, you know, good, solid contributors, but there's going to be mixed into that. There's going to be some guys performing at a higher level, too. Um, so we've got we've to find a way to tap into that with the group that we have, but then also take some chances outside uh, our group, whether it's through the draft or international or in trade, uh, to acquire more players that have a chance to get to that higher level of performance too. So I would say uh, our, our, the way we're thinking about it is not 2020 versus 2021 versus 2022. It is a steady march towards a winning team, towards a team that's going to play meaningful games in September and October. I'm excited about 2020 because that is a really important step toward that. I'm not predicting anything. Uh, we won 69 games last year. We have to be honest about that, what that means. It means that we've got to add about 20 to that to have a chance to play those games we want to play deep in the season. Um, that's, there's significant work to add 20 wins to a team, um, and we've got to attack every way to do that. I was going to say, you can do it a lot of different ways. Most teams that have a bigger payroll can go out and, yep. uh, and buy somebody. If it doesn't sure. work, buy somebody else. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, what is the payroll situation that you expect for this team? At this point, I think rough estimates have it at $69 million, which I know a lot of Pirate fans are kind of tired of hearing about those low totals. Sure. Does, that, does that translate in anything to you in terms of wins, if you can go out and buy it? Sure. The way we look at it is um, we look at the, the players we have. We try to project uh, what their salaries are going to be over not just 2020, but over the next several seasons. Uh, we look at the total commitment of resources we have, which, I've, as I've said before, I think is plenty to build a winning team. And then we look at how do we allocate those resources in the best way possible towards a winning team over a period of time. So it's not uh, we're talking less about what a specific payroll number is in 2020 and more about how can we allocate the money, the money and the resources we have um, over a period of time to build that winning team, knowing the players that are already here. 
Um, so I couldn't tell you what the final payroll number is going to be in 2020 because we're thinking about it in a more opportunistic way. If there's, if there's opportunities in 2020 to invest in players we think will help us or in some way that in terms of dollars that will help us towards that winning team, we'll do it. We have the flexibility to do that. Um, if we think that the investments um, are going to return or you know, have a better return for the Pirates, um, you know, by allocating some of that further down the road, then we'll do that. So there's no um, there's no sort of direct line between a year and a number. Uh, we know that sort of roughly the total allocation we have, we think we believe between the payroll and other aspects of baseball operations, we have the resources and, and commitment to build a winning team. It's up to us to use that as strategically as we can. Ben Charrington, our special guest here on the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. We're live at Pirate Fest. And I wanted to ask you also about Starling Marte. His name's been sure. in the news a lot. Yeah. At this point, um, are you actively trying to move him? And if so, what are you looking to get in return? I think what's happening is we're getting a lot of calls because uh, he's a good player. Um, he's on a good contract, you know, uh, this year at an option. And um, and he's been, a, he's been a good player for the Pirates, and he's a player that teams uh, would like to have. So... Uh, we get calls on him amongst, uh, you know, along with calls on other players too. Um, so again, this isn't specific to Starling Marte, but any any time we get a call from a team about one of our players, uh, we need to uh, we have an obligation to the Pirates and our fans uh, to look at whether there's an opportunity uh, that will give us a better chance to build that team that's going to win games in September, you know, deeper into September and October. Uh, that's our sole focus, and so um, that would be that would be the way we'd look at any any trade opportunity, not just not just with Marte. Um, you tend to get calls on players uh, who are number one good players, and um, you know may where there's less time uh, or less control, um, and Marte's in that category, so we're getting calls on him. But um, you know everything we would do would be look, looked at through the lens of. How do we how do we accumulate enough talent, enough collective upside to build that winning team we aim to build? Um, and if we can't, if, if if there's if there's an opportunity that doesn't that doesn't match that in our eyes, then we won't do it. Uh, if there is, then we have an obligation to consider that. Spoke to Terry Francona about you. You know him well from this area, so sure. I've, I've known his family for a long time. He said the the one thing that stands out about you is that you're a good listener and that you're a voice of reason. Well, now, I appreciate it. Tell about the about your poker sure. game. Right? So <laughs> at the sure. trade talks, you're probably sitting there yeah. playing a pretty interesting hand of poker. I would imagine. Well, I, you know, I don't know if I'm a poker player. <laughs> um, I hope that I think I have so much respect for Tito and the job he does. He's. It, I don't think people even fully appreciate uh, the job he does um, because not everyone can see sort of everything he does behind the scenes to make a clubhouse work. He's got the. Uh, of all the people I've been around, he's got probably, you know, maybe the best sense of sort of how a clubhouse operates as of anybody I've ever been around. It probably makes sense because he's been in one for all his life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had a great fortune to work with Tito for a long time in Boston, and it's no surprise he's had a lot of success in Cleveland. One final thing for you, and I appreciate your time, Ben. What, what did you take away from Boston? You were 17 years there. You've worked with a variety of people from Theo Epstein on down. Um, how did that prepare you for this job? I think you have to have a, a you know, a, a, an ins- almost an insane commitment to getting better every day, learning and getting better every day. It's not about a particular player or a particular strategy. Um, it is truly about finding ways to learn and get better every day because 29 other teams are doing that. 
uh, it's as soon as you stop growing in any area, whether it's in how we evaluate players or how we develop players or how we deploy players on the field, uh, there's 29 other teams doing that work and passing you. Um, so, you know, my time working with Theo certainly in, in Boston and then and then after, um, you know, I think for most of that time we did that. Um, but if there were times that we struggled and didn't didn't perform as well, uh, it, was, it was because we lost some discipline towards that. We lost some discipline towards really, really getting better every day, finding advantages every day. Maybe something was working and we got a little comfortable with the fact something was working. We let it go for a while, and all of a sudden you look up like, whoa, uh, it's not working as well, and ten teams have passed us in this area. So uh, you've got to be just uber-focused on that. Everybody in baseball operations has to be look, has to be thinking about how do I do my job or collectively how do we do our jobs a little better today so we stay ahead of these 29 teams. It's always a race, and yep. it begins uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks. Actually, it's begun for you already that you've taken over. We appreciate it. All the best, and looking forward to uh, what uh, the uh, Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton regime will bring. Thank you, man. Bob, thanks appreciate so much. It. Appreciate having, right. having me. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.